0: Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. I'm Baha Etmanen, the founder and editor of Ageless by Rescue. Ageless by Rescue gives you unprecedented access to international and Australian experts and visionaries.
1: Hi, it's Miranda Kerr here on Ageless by Rescue podcast. Hi, this is Martha Kaye and you are on Ageless by Rescue podcast. I'm Trini Woodall. I mean, I feel I'm being interviewed by the sexiest woman in the world.
0: I'm Baha Etmanen and you are on Ageless by Rescue, the podcast. Today, my guest is Dr. Naomi McCullum. She's affectionately known as Dr. Naomi, and she is a cosmetic doctor and a pioneer in the field of non-surgical cosmetic medicine. With a career spanning over two decades, she has distinguished herself as a leader in the non-invasive treatment sector with a strong focus on injectables and devices. More recently, Dr. Naomi founded Dr. Naomi Skin, her next step in her passionate pursuit of perfection and beauty. Today, we're talking about what you can and can't do uh, before you go down the path of surgery. The things that will get you a big bang for your buck. And all the treatments that Dr. Naomi wishes have been invented that she would like to see, and the things that she would never do again. Dr. Naomi's frank, warm, and a lot of fun. Her patients are quite frankly obsessed with her. And after this podcast, I think you'll understand why she is so beloved. Dr. Naomi. Dr. Naomi, I am so excited to have this fireside chat with you, and we're both sitting in front of our open fires.
1: Yeah, thank you Baha, thanks for having me.
0: I remember the first time I met you, um, it was actually a a work thing, we were recording a video and then the second time I met you I came to the clinic and we had a, we very quickly had a very intimate conversation about life, love, uh, aging and um, I remember I was pointing out things about my body that I didn't like. And you really surprisingly said to me about one particular thing of ageing that I didn't like, which was under my neck. Yeah. You said you have to have acceptance. And this is not what I thought I would get from Dr. Naomi, who is famous for transforming (laughs) people. Tell me about acceptance
1: um I think you always have to have acceptance I really believe you've just got to be happy with what you have and then work as much towards what you want as you want to do so but at the same time always be happy always be accepting of what is so so I'm not saying don't work towards something else but just yeah be accepting of what is while it is
0: So the Mans Clinic is actually famous for being one of the most um, forward-performing and forward-thinking aesthetic clinics uh, and cosmetic medicine clinics in Australia. You were, you know, once famous or notorious for uh, the dolls that you created. What are the dolls?
1: Oh, the dolls are just my patients who love being worked on. I loved working on them. Yeah, they just wanted to be gorgeous.
0: And what is the look of a doll? If we, if, if the dolls were a brand, uh, what are the signature qualities of the the man's dolls? Okay, every little detail
1: to the best it could be. So nothing left untouched. So everything being detail oriented and super gorgeous.
0: So, so my podcast is about. Um, Agelessness and all the things we can do—from mindfulness, biohacking uh, to supplements, skincare treatments, and all the way through to surgery—we're in this spectrum of the pursuit of, you know, living our best life and our most ageless self. Because, you know, we've talked about this before. Aging is really you know how you feel as much as how old your biological age is. Where where does your clinic and your work sit on the spectrum of the ageless pursuit?
1: I think we just really focus on that um non-surgical niche. So we're not we're not great at the hormones, we're not, we don't do the surgery, um we've just got our non-surgical niche. So whatever's available to give the best results that's non-surgical medicine.
0: Can we talk about the anatomy of aging? Because I was actually watching something you had on Instagram and you are the queen of Instagram, the number one cosmetic physician in terms of followers on Instagram. You are the meme queen, so many things. But one of the things I love about your Instagram account is that it's actually incredibly generous with the education that you do. And one of I was watching... A treatment that you were doing and you were actually uh, very clearly pointing out from top to bottom the aging process and what are the markers of aging that can be fixed without surgery could you take me through the face and the areas of our face that age and how and and then we can talk about what we can do Okay, Baha,
1: we could talk about that for weeks. How do, I do, <laughs> how do I do it in a short time? I guess probably a systematic, systematic way to look at it would be from um, the facial structures from deep to superficial. So, so let's start with the bones. So as we age, the bones dissolve. Um, so we lose the supporting structures here. Um, We lose the supporting structures around here. So you get the volume loss. Um, So above that, then we've got, um, so we have fat as well. So we've got the fat layer um, and fat. We will lose fat in some areas and gain fat in some areas. So an example of that, of the gaining or repositioning of fat, we might, you know, get some new fat under here. Um, We might lose fat Around here, and uh, we might lose fat here, um, and then so muscles. here you're saying
0: that. So let just because um, for anyone who's listening to us, let's talk it through. So it's the temples. That was such a surprising area. And you know what? When you do get your temples filled, it is such a beautiful and instant upgrade. <laughs> um, temple so if- filler, yeah. Temple filler is is a really
1: Neat trick underdone area so and the other thing is it's a bit difficult to capture on before and afters you can do it but it doesn't sort of give you the I don't know the 3D effect that you get when it's done on you so um yeah it's amazing it just makes your whole upper third of the face look younger really naturally as well it can't be unnatural well rarely
0: so we talked about temple filler you talked about bone dissolving which sounds terrifying but i'll go with yeah. it um yeah. so when your bones are dissolving can you just um tell us where so you'll, so you'll get some um tear
1: trough um you'll there. need some tear trough filler for that your the junction between the eyes and the lid and the cheek will grow longer due to the bone dissolving there so Then you get the hollowing under the eyes, which everybody's obsessed with treating with tear trough filler and um, cheek filler. Um, You get jaw. Jawline is really supported by bone as well. So that's the jawline filler. We lose that angle of the jaw here. It it widens and it used to be nice and sharp like that and then it just dissolves
0: and becomes wider. So filler can do what bone used to do in terms of structure. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. And so what does tox do? Okay, so anti-wrinkle can do
1: a a lot of things, but it's for the muscles. So, um, for example, any lines that we get that um, are caused by muscle movement, so raising your eyebrows, frowning, crow's feet, um, those sort of things can be prevented or reduced by relaxing the muscles. Um, we can always we can also use anti-wrinkles for a brow lift. So we put it here, and then these muscles act unopposed and lift you a little bit for people who like that. Um, for some people with uh, big squarer faces, then we can slim the face. That's other- what I, I
0: was going to say to you. Like, so we're talking about you know filler building up where bone is dissolving. But interestingly, with muscle relaxants, you can also, I guess, dissolve the look where the bone is protruding, like yes. what you're saying with the facial slimming.
1: Ah, oh, so this would be you, you'd have to be careful with someone with a lot of volume loss um, to doing slimming. So, so often you wouldn't want to do that. So, yeah, you don't want them slimmer. You would actually want them wider down here. Right. One of the most important things for preventing ageing and, and you're, you're obsessed with the neck, so you listen up. Um, these platysmal bands, uh, as we age, they, they get tighter and they, sh- they ruin the angle of the neck. So instead of having that nice angle back there, they, they turn on an angle like that. So we need to relax them to prevent that loss of the neck angle. So you do that with the muscle relaxants as well.
0: I've noticed that a lot of the inspiration and the, a lot of, that I see on your social media, you've taken a lot of um, inspiration from the Asian um, market and the, what they're doing in Korea, for example. Um, what are some of the learnings that we've had, whether it be for skincare or for uh, procedures that they're ahead of and and you're embracing at the mats?
1: Yeah, so we we look at Asian cosmetic medicine very very closely um, because because of the Asian facial structure, um, they're much more experienced in a lot of procedures than we are. So you know that they were the first because of the um, the structure of their foreheads, they were um, you know doing much more forehead filler than we used to be because Caucasians have a um, have a more projected forehead but Caucasian foreheads do also I mean everyone's foreheads lose volume over over the years so we can learn from yeah Asian cosmetic medicine that's one area Uh, nose filling is another um, thread lifting they're really obsessed with so yeah we've got a lot to learn.
0: In terms of your clinic when a, a patient comes in I mean if 50 is the new 40 and 40 is the new 30 why yeah. is a 20 year old coming in for a treatment? Why, why I've read before that, you know, a, a large majority of your clients, and certainly in Australia, the statistics point that a lot of 20 year olds are getting treatments for anti-aging. Do they yeah. want to look 10? <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
1: I, I find that um probably the anti-wrinkle will start about 26. So that's sort of an, that's sort of an aging one, but the, um, in the younger ones, we're often doing more beautification than anti-aging. So, so they're they're either seeing something on their mum, like a really deep frown line, and they're not wanting that ever, or they're, you know, they were they were born with a quite retracted chin, so that they want to fix the lower third of their face, or they had. They didn't have very great lateral outer cheeks so they want to fix that so often it's beautification rather than aging but it ends up being the same thing in a way because yeah they're similar
0: you're um very vocal uh, about a lot of things and i think it's really a great segue to talk about the power of olive oil I mean, wow, there's so many things, so many applications um, and the (laughs) results are astonishing. Um, (laughs) What, you know, I I think it's interesting because there's so much shame around ageing and then there's so much shame around anti-ageing. So there seems to be nowhere you can win. Are you really open about the procedures that you have and the procedures that you want to have? (laughs) Always. Everyone
1: knows my list all the time. It's constantly online. Yes. Of course I'm really open. I don't care. Everyone knows everything I've had. They've been through it with me. Yeah.
0: Can I, you know, I've seen photos of you uh, before a lot of your work. Can you share with us some of the things that you think have made the best difference to your confidence, to what you love about how you look now and maybe share with us a few things that you would never do again
1: um okay probably the only I'll start with what I probably shouldn't have done there's probably only one procedure that I shouldn't have done and that was rhinoplasty and that didn't go so great yeah that didn't go so great my nose wasn't that bad what I think what was I my problem was really the narrowness of my jaw, but I was seeing the nose. I was really young. I didn't, I wasn't an expert in face design at all. Either were my doctors apparently. So um, the jaw widening was really amazing. I would say that's one of my favourite procedures of it. And how do, have, you do you do know, that? Sorry? Is that a surgical do do procedure? That? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a combination of doing braces and a surgical procedure. Yes. Um. Oh, you know, I love liposuction. I love tummy tuck, breast reduction. I mean, yeah, and then all the fillers, everything. I love it.
0: So, what do you think if if we were, you know, wanting a quick win? Say that um, the majority of the people that I'm speaking to on my platform are in their early 40s, right up until 40, uh, 55 what are some quick wins that you can have that instantly read as ageless? So some, you know, we talked about temple filler being an unsung hero in treatment. Everyone knows about muscle relaxants. What are some other things that you maybe specialize out in the man's or you have seen amazing quick wins from? So the quick wins are going to come from mid-face filler. So,
1: you know, the whole face rests on this mid-face, doesn't it? And um, so many people have volume loss there the the probably oh, sorry I've got a fly here it's <laughs> crazy. um the I would say the thing that I get frustrated that people don't have out there um and it would impact on their aging now and literally till they're a hundred um And not enough people have it. It's um, removing that fat from there. So either with fat-dissolving injections or with neck liposuction. So I just think everybody who's affected by that and cares about their aging should really consider having that treatment because it'll just make you look younger forever.
0: Do you think that um, one of the successful, um, you know, Points about the man's clinic and the way that you you approach that ageless look is that you use multidisciplines because I think people forget that in just in the same way that you've aged because of lots of different things, you need to use lots of different things to reverse or to maintain or to improve your appearance. Can you um, you know if I was to come to the man's clinic for the first time, talk me through? A, a consultation for someone who's you know in their mid or late 40s um what are the how, how would you approach it with with a client uh, yeah we'd
1: we'd approach it with like a face design and a skin design so we'd go go through basically every level of the face so your bone your muscle your fat and then also your skin so we're, we're just looking at every area and we would go through what can be done and then we'd have a discussion of what the person is interested in and then objectively um, what's going on and then just have a discussion and see
0: see what they want to do. So it's not like I guess because it's not like surgery where it's all done in one go uh, do you have like a treatment plan and a treatment goal and you know you you have to explain to them that it's a journey so it depends some people you know want to go on the
1: quickest journey as possible so you'll just try and you know make that happen and some people are happy to just you know test the water do a little bit so it's just 100% individualized and everyone's face is different so there's a different plan for every person some people have amazing skin for their age some people are super sun damaged so you're going to treat those two people really differently some people darker skin tone we're going to treat them differently with skin treatments than um, your fitzpatrick one and two so um, everything's individualized
0: can i ask you a question that i get asked a lot and i don't have the answer for what can <laughs> you do for aging of the body particularly um, your sexual organs ah okay so It depends on what the issue
1: is so is it aesthetic is it not aesthetic Aesthetic.
0: we're talking aesthetic aesthetic.
1: yeah okay so we're talking the exterior so you can um for the vulva you can do you can do um energy-based devices or you can do filler as well if you want more plumping yeah treat it the same as Face
0: and do people have the confidence to come into clinic and discuss this with you I mean god knows people tell you all their confessions I love your confessions post addictive so you seem to have an incredible doctor patient trust and relationship but do people you know do people have the confidence to come forth and say I'm you know in the same way that they don't like their nose shape or they don't like their jowls are they comfortable saying, you know, I, I feel really embarrassed about the laxity in my vagina or, um, or the pigment or whatever it is that, you know, they want to have reversed without surgical um, uh, Yeah, I think they are.
1: I think, the, I mean, the ones who make it here and talk about it, yeah, they're, they're, they're
0: fine. I mean, we're doctors. And how much can you do um, on the body? So let's, you know, we've talked about the aging of the face, but let's scan down, you know, uh, are are there non-surgical things that you can have done for your chest, your breasts, your tummy, your knees, your um, elbows, other areas that are showing the signs of aging?
1: Yeah, so I would say neck. Neck is something that we really focus on and patients often focus on it, they they start a bit late, so they don't focus enough on neck, and then we find oh my neck. Um, so it's something I want to I want to promote more to younger people because then it's much easier for us as they age. How um, young? How
0: young is the right time to start? With on, it
1: depends on the person, and it depends on you know if they're if they've got those skinny neck where the platysmal bands are already showing showing then i would say get onto it then so they, they could be 40 they could be something like that
0: 35 right. and can you do anything for the boobs that is non-surgical do you do any treatments for the chest can you do filler can you do threads what can you do um you can do if you really have uh, if you
1: need implants or you have too much sag i i wouldn't um do a non-surgical treatment uh, if you want to improve the skin we can do a lot of treatments we can do some skin tightening we can do right. uh, you know improving the pigmentation we can do threads we can do a lot of different energy-based devices but if you've got a lot of sag or you need implants we wouldn't yeah we'd send you to surgery and tummy Uh, tummy again, we would use the skin tightening devices, threads, biostimulator. Um, yeah, just things that will,
0: that will improve the skin texture. And can you fix knees and elbows? Is it possible to do non-surgical fix of knees and elbows? Well, we fill them all the time. Right. So if you can, there's a lot to do before you go down the route of surgical. Definitely. But, um,
1: that something can either be a surgical problem or a medical problem. Right. Yeah. Like say say severe neck sag, I, I wouldn't want to treat that. I would want to send them straight for surgery just because even the results with surgery patients aren't that happy with, with the neck sag. So I'd rather them, you know, have the most extreme option in that case.
0: Let's go back to olive oil because it was <laughs> your love of olive oil that led you, To uh, create (laughs) your own wonderful potions and lotions. I recently attended the launch of your Dr. Naomi skincare range. And thanks for coming, Baha. It was a revelation because, gosh, I've been in the skincare business for a long time myself. And it was the first time that I saw products in categories that I haven't seen before. And I'm really curious as to your thoughts as, of the role of skincare in a clinical practice, and why you went out and created your own brand. Well, uh, also Bahar, I heard that we've actually
1: converted you to a new skincare category recently. Can you believe it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had never used the lotion before. I was very. I said to Olivier, who was uh, who's on your team and my best friend. Oh, I yeah. don't know about that. I don't know. And said so just use it. So I have, yeah. I have started using it and I love it. And I have been warned not to overuse it because I overlove it. And I did yeah. see that I think one of your nurses overused it because they really loved it. <laughs> Tell me about this particular product. And but also let's go back to why you created a skincare brand so um a
1: few things and many many reasons when i first my first job um we did our first skincare formulation which is Kligman's formula a brightening
0: yeah.
1: um yeah a brightening uh topical so i feel like you know that was 20 years ago is that
0: hydroquinone
1: yeah hydroquinone and tretinoin yeah That's combination right. So we were putting, I worked in mostly, well, injectables weren't that big back then. And I was working in a laser laser clinic where we did, um, where we did a small amount of injectables and lots of energy-based devices. So all of our patients were having energy-based devices. When you say
0: energy-based, sorry for the layman, do you mean lasers? I mean
1: lasers, IPL, yeah. Yeah, got it. Any skincare devices um so yeah we were putting most people on this Kligman's formula and i just saw how great it was and how much they loved it so i think i always had a uh want to do my own since then
0: so when then uh, he, go, on, sorry. go ahead um, and i just didn't
1: know why there wasn't I just wanted a cosmeceutical range that was accessible to everybody, so retail, and I wanted to make it all brightening because that's always been an interest of mine.
0: When you look at a person's face, you know, obviously you're looking at um, all the signs of biological ageing, but do you think that, uh, I mean, I've seen the results and I've read some studies that, uh, removing pigmentation and evening out skin tone can actually read younger than removing wrinkles and plumping. Um, yeah, so, you've read the science? That's correct. Yeah. So, as a doctor, um when you have a patient who's, you know, very invested in having all the, as you said, energy based treatments, the fillers, the injectables, um, tightening, uh, where does skincare or where where does it come in and and how do you make them believe when you know for many years a lot of men and women went i don't know how much skincare can do for me
1: yeah it 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 can be frustrating actually because we can make such a huge difference with skincare but obviously the type of people who come to a cosmetic clinic, they they want, bang, they want it to come straight away, but, um, you know, getting collagen to be switched on more, you know, that takes time, that takes months, even when we're using devices, so, um, I don't know. I don't know how, because I feel like we do fail. I fail at that with a lot of our patients. You fail at
0: making them compliant with skincare? Is that what you mean? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's hard hard to get um, some injectable patients to be focused on skincare. They just want the quick fix. I have to Um, say,
0: I'll give you an example. When I first started getting Botox, which was, gosh, a decade ago now, I yeah. became super lazy with eye cream because you're just loving yourself with you know your wrinkleless eyes and you forget yeah. that um, eye cream is more than just relaxing the fine lines, it's it's about hydration, it's um, you know a good eye cream can also help with darkness. So I do understand that when you're having treatments, it's hard to be as compliant with skincare. Tell me about why you went down the path of a brand that's really focused on. Uh, brightening and luminosity well it's the study that
1: you just referred to before people just look younger um when they have less pigmentation so that's a really important part of it to me so if I was
0: if I was non-compliant and a bit lazy with skincare what (laughs) would be the what would be the basics that you would say hey you can have all the injectables and all the fillers and all the laser in the world, but I really want you to commit to these say three or four things. Okay. Please, please,
1: please use sunscreen. Please use vitamin A. Please use vitamin C. Um, And, mm, oh, I don't want to limit it, but, um, Yeah. Maybe I'm
0: talking for a rookie, like someone who's okay.
1: So that'll do for them.
0: (laughs) Okay. And is there anything, anything that you've kind of discovered when people really commit to good skincare Um, because fillers and injectables can be really expensive. I mean, they're out of the realms of possibility for most people, let's be honest. Um, what are some of the things that, you know, we can do if, if we can't afford fillers and injectables? Are there other things in conjunction with good skincare that will, that will really give you a good bang for your buck? I think there's simple things that um, people forget about, like
1: controlling your weight, so not going up and down. I think going up and down isn't great. Uh, I don't think that's great for your neck. If you tend to gain weight in your neck, it's not good for your body skin. Um, that's a really simple one so Didn't even I mean everybody could try and do that
0: what about things like collagen induction that aren't filler so for people say who are against having something that's foreign or pharmaceutical or whatever in their body um, yeah. what's what are some of the other things you know what about PRP or needling do they give good results in your opinion
1: oh so Probably our our number one most popular device, well, they're about equal actually. Um, The two most popular devices would be IPL and RF microneedling. And the results are amazing. So, And a combination of those is really great because you're treating the colour with
0: the IPL and you're treating the texture with the RF microneedling. So, yeah, patients love it. And is that a less expensive kind of road to go down if, and also possibly yeah. a more kind of less invasive? It's um.
1: well, it's, you're not changing the structure of the face. So in terms of the volume, so you're not going to get, you know, the puffy face that people are worried about. Um, you're just improving your skin. So, and with, with the IPL yeah definitely so you you might do it a couple of times and then even if you had maintenance just once a year that that's you know a lot of people could afford that yeah and the same with the RF hyper needling you could do a series in your first year and then at least if you did one maintenance per year or even every couple of years you would be much better off
0: in the long term if you were consistent like that and when you say a series, what is a series in, you know, a doctor's oh, so A series of, of three maybe for the IPL and a series of five for the RF microneedling. Okay. And what can't be fixed with non-cosmetics? And, you know, what do you, where do you turn people away and say, you know what, I think you have an unrealistic view of what we can do for you here? Okay.
1: Baha, that's really funny because I was just having a whinge this morning <laughs> to my... <laughs> When Christina was putting some makeup on me, I'm like, "Why do I want all the procedures that don't that can't exist?" So, <laughs> I would like a procedure where the eyes can be moved far, further apart. How literally the eyes can be widened? I'd like the eyes to be able to be projected. Um, I'd like a crown of filler around the skull.
0: Oh my um, god! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. They're just a few examples. Just a few of my favorite things. Can I ask you? Um. <laughs> Do you use filters when you're posting?
1: Yes, definitely. Not 100% of the time, but um, like when I'm doing a video of myself, I'll I won't care as much, but if I'm trying to look nice, I'll use filters, yeah.
0: And do you think that filters have changed our expectations of what we should look like in real life?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, everybody wants to look like their filtered version. But what I think it does, it allows some people to actually be online when they wouldn't have been online before. So that's pretty That's pretty nice.
0: And do you ever turn people away? Oh, definitely.
1: We have to turn people away. If we're not going to make them happy, You, it's best to not start. So if there's a lot of red flags about are uh, a few things where, where you just know that you won't make a patient happy. It's much better to not touch them at all. So, and it, it, so the, they won't accept boundaries even from the start. So boundaries making appointments, boundaries about what the um, procedure is going to achieve. Yeah, if they have too many red flags with boundaries, no, 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 bad.
0: We both have daughters and we're both in an industry that, I guess, idolizes beauty and looking youthful for as long as possible. I know that I've certainly been busted and had some, you know, really honest conversations with my 10 year old. Does your daughter uh, ask you questions that make you feel uncomfortable? And are there some things that you really wouldn't want her to try?
1: So yeah, when my daughter was really little, um, she said, "Mummy, I want my nose pointy like a pencil." Right, I've got the nose conversation too at home. Yeah, yeah. So, and she her nose is gorgeous. Um, she doesn't need a nose pointy like a pencil. She's she is half African. That's just that's a, a tip. her nose is really beautiful and yeah it's just I guess she was around a lot of people who had a more um white nose so um but when she knows
0: that mummy can fix most things and mummy is in the business of fixing most things I mean I've had two rhinoplasties myself and I've had a liquid nose job so it's really hard for me to tell my daughter not to want rhinoplasty and not to want to have her nose fixed Um, how, Same. you know, it's... um I'm six. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah so, the
1: other thing is, so she's also been saying to me, I want you to do a consultation on me. I want you to do a consultation on me and tell me what I need. And I was like, okay, I'll do that when you're
0: 18, not before. Why and won't you do it? Why won't you do it? And do you think there's a time that, you know, you have a better sense of self that, it you know, there's a, there's a point where you're too young and there's a point where you might be too old um, to have like a, a sober view of yourself, particularly in the ageing um, process? Um, I'm
1: not sure. I, I think
0: I mostly
1: worry about risk more than more okay. than anything else. So when I think about um, my daughter, I just think, I would be happier for her to have lower risk
0: procedures, but I just, I don't want her to have any higher risk procedures. Um, Is there anyone that is, uh, you know, can we be too young to have a good perception of, you know, what we can fix and can we be too old? I don't think we can be too old. We can definitely be too young. Yeah, never too old. I don't think you can ever be too old either. before I wrap up, yep. do you have um, any advice to give to younger Naomi McCallum that about aging? Um, it's fine.
1: <laughs> it's fine. Just do the best you can and be happy.
0: And is there any advice that you would give to our listeners and our viewers about um, taking the shame and the stigma out of wanting to look a certain way? Yeah,
1: this one, I I don't understand why why it's there in the first place. Um,
0: Yeah, move on. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe just follow Dr. Naomi on social media because you'll get such a healthy dose of humor and such a lot of, I think, humanity and um, a sense of empowerment. I really love the way that you talk about beauty, you talk about life, and um, a very refreshing voice in this industry. I want to thank you so much for talking with me today and for sharing your beautiful advice and any final notes on olive oil
1: (laughs) you wouldn't believe it but we do have a product with a with an olive oil with squalene (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. thank you Baha thanks for having me lovely to speak to you thank you so much I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. I'm Baha Etmanen, your host and founder of Ageless by Rescue. For more exclusive content, show transcript, behind the scenes video, real people reviews and extended interviews with experts, I invite you to please follow us at Ageless by Rescue on Instagram, Facebook and Rescue TV on YouTube. You can also sign up to receive our e-magazine and newsletters, all for free.